Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to KCBS In-Depth. We came very close to a catastrophic breakdown of our democratic accountability. The people, places, and issues the Bay Area is talking about. Right now, we're kind of stuck in this cycle where every summer we're hearing another story about a big fire and a town burning down. It's still extremely difficult to hold government agencies accountable for abuses that take place in the name of national security. This is KCBS In-Depth. This week's bombshell Supreme Court leak, revealing that a majority of justices are contemplating overturning Roe v. Wade, has sent shockwaves throughout the country. Here in California, though, supporters of abortion rights have seen this coming for some time, and they've been getting ready. Welcome to KCBS In-Depth, broadcasting throughout the Bay Area and streaming on the Odyssey app. I'm Keith Benconi. Today on the program, we discuss what it would mean for California if the landmark Supreme Court decision enshrining abortion rights nationwide is in fact overturned in the coming months. And we'll also discuss what California lawmakers and advocates are doing to prepare for that day. First up, for a rundown on how the state's political leaders have been reacting since the leak first dropped, we're going to welcome back onto the program now, Laura Cordy. She's a reporter for Politico covering state politics and is also the co-author of the Politico California Playbook. Laura Cordy, welcome back to KCBS In-Depth. Hey, Keith. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and it's uh, good to have you on because it was, of course, your colleagues at Politico that uh, broke this story about the leak in the first place. Uh, But sticking with California, so Governor Gavin Newsom has made a couple of statements already over the past several days, uh, striking really uh, a defiance tone responding to the decision laid out in that draft opinion. Uh, What has he been saying? Yeah, so this news broke on Monday night, and it took only a few hours for Newsom and other California Democrats to respond really strongly to the possibility of Roe being overturned. Within hours of the report from my colleagues at Politico, the Senate pro tem, the speaker and the governor came out with a joint statement calling for an amendment to the state constitution that would ensure access to abortion uh, for years to come uh, until somebody else could could possibly overturn it, which is much harder to do. But Newsom has really been capitalizing on this as a central message of the 2022 campaign. He was outside of a Planned Parenthood in Los Angeles earlier this week, where he spoke really forcefully about what this is going to do to Americans' rights. He mentioned that this could also put 
the right to same-sex marriage or interracial marriage um, at at risk, which is something that legal scholars and other political watchers have been talking about. Um, I mean, he this is something that Newsom has always pushed on. He has a long record of being somebody who's um, very passionate about abortion rights. And this was also a message that worked for him really well last year in the recall um, when it came out that Larry Elder had some some more anti-abortion views. So Newsom is rolling with this. He had an ad ready to go shortly after the report came out, bashing his um, Republican challenger as somebody who is anti-choice. So for Democrats in California, I mean, this is definitely going to be their top issue. Yeah. And uh, we should point out that uh, California law already allows unrestricted access to abortions up to the point of fetal viability. So unless there's some federal ban on abortions at the national level, uh, the legal right to an abortion here in California would likely be unchanged by this possible Supreme Court ruling. Uh, All the same, state lawmakers have been advancing a number of measures to shore up access to abortions in the state. Uh, In a lot of ways, positioning California as a sanctuary state for abortion services. Uh, What have we been seeing so far, Laura? Right, absolutely. I mean, to your point, Californians aren't in risk of losing their legal access to abortion. But lawmakers argue that there are lots of other types of barriers to abortion. Financial, California is a big state. People have to drive a long time. So a lot of the bills that they had already introduced this year work to overcome those barriers. A really important one is Senate Bill 1142 by Anna Caballero and um, Senator Nancy Skinner. And that would create a state-administered fund to, to help pay for abortions for those who can't afford it, who don't have access to it. Um, This was something that California was already gearing up to do. Last year, we saw Texas pass um, an abortion ban that essentially allows private citizens to go after people who get abortions um, after six weeks, which is uh, something that's really ruffled a lot of feathers among abortion rights advocates and politicians across the country. California wants to be a haven for the people in those states who have restricted access. They're gearing up to see even a bigger surge if Roe is overturned, and we can expect abortion to be restricted in a majority of states if uh, Roe is overturned. So California was already prepared to do this, and I think this just upped the ante. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, rounding out our look at the politics in California, uh, of course, the polling shows that Californians overwhelmingly support abortion rights, but there still is uh, some portion of the uh, conservative end of the spectrum that uh, feels very differently. And they've been speaking out as well over the past week, responding to some of these statements from the governor and some of these measures that have been proposed. What have we been hearing from conservatives over this past week? Conservatives, well, they're not talking so much about abortion. They're not talking about whether abortion should be something that we do in society. Should not. They're not talking about whether it's something that we should have legal access to. Widely, conservatives in California have been um, criticizing the report, criticizing the fact that this draft opinion was released from from the Supreme Court somehow. Um, but also, they just say that this amendment to the Constitution that Democrats are proposing, they say it's unnecessary because legal rights aren't at risk in California. This is a hard thing for Republicans to talk about, I think, because as you mentioned, there's wide support for keeping Roe in place in California. This isn't an issue that Republicans really run on here because it's not an issue that they're going to win on. There's nothing for them to do. There's not really any political um, capital that they can win from taking a really strong 
anti-abortion uh, stance. So mostly they're criticizing Democrats for trying to deflect from what they say are more important issues like the economy, uh, homelessness, uh, crime and safety. So that's Republicans' main shtick right now. We'll see how this evolves in the coming months. This is going to be an issue that sticks around well through November. All right. And that, once again, was Laura Cordy, the co-author of the Politico California Playbook. We'll be hearing from her a little bit more later on. Uh, Real quick, for anybody just joining us, this is KCBS In-Depth, your weekly deep dive into the events and trends shaping life in the Bay Area and beyond. I'm Keith Manconi, and we're going to broaden the conversation now a little bit and bring on the perspective of two people who are part of the effort to expand access to abortion care here in California and elsewhere. So first going to welcome on Jessica Pinckney. She is the executive director of Access Reproductive Justice. That's an Oakland-based group that provides financial support for those seeking an abortion. Jessica Pinckney, welcome on. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. And also going to welcome on Dr. Mai Fleming. She is a family medicine physician at UC San Francisco's Bixby Center for Global Reproductive Health. Dr. Mai Fleming, welcome to you as well. Thank you so much. So if Roe is overturned, what we're expecting is a real divergence between states that move to restrict access to abortions. And right now we're expecting about half of U.S. states to really move quickly to restrict or ban abortions outright. And then states like California that, uh, as we've been hearing, have made it quite clear that they intend to maintain or uh, even expand access to abortions. So, um, Jessica Pinckney, starting out with you, from your perspective as uh, someone who heads an abortion fund, What are you anticipating when those restrictions begin to take effect in other states if the ruling comes down, as many expect, in the coming months? Sure. Well, we're certainly anticipating that there will be an increase in folks who would have to come from states where abortion has been uh, pretty much outright banned uh, here to California. So... um, You know, as an organization, we already support people with airfare, uh, other travel, um, lodging, and paying for the abortion itself. Um, However, we anticipate that those costs will increase significantly because folks will be traveling uh, from out of state far more often um, and will have increased needs um, as they they make these journeys from wherever they they may be here to California. And uh, sticking with you, Jessica Pinckney, we've already gotten some indications that the the need in other states is growing, particularly in the wake of that uh, law that we discussed in Texas a little bit earlier. Yes, absolutely. In 2020, Access Reproductive Justice supported folks from nine states. And in 2021, we supported folks from 18 other states. So we have been seeing a a slow but noticeable increase in folks traveling from out of state to California to access care. And since SB8 went into effect in Texas in September, Access Reproductive Justice has supported about 20 to 25 uh, callers from Texas. And in a normal year, we might support two or three. All right. Well, uh, bringing Dr. Mai Fleming into the conversation again with the uh, Bigsby Center at UCSF, uh, I know that you provide consultations by phone to out-of-state patients seeking abortion care. How have things been changing in your work uh, over the past uh, several months? 
Great question. So um, there are many states with protective laws um, that uh, allow the use of telemedicine for medication abortion, a very safe and effective way to practice abortion care. And within those states, we, um, we have seen some increases in in need for telehealth access for care, um, both within California as well as some of the other states in which we practice. Yeah. Are, are you hearing, are you getting more calls from other states? Are you getting the sense that uh, people in other states are in mm, uh, greater need, more desperate circumstances? Um, well, I am an abortion provider who prior to the SBA enforcement would actually fly to Texas myself to provide abortion care. And we have already seen and experienced what a post-Roe world would look like. And it looks a lot like what Texas over the last eight months has looked like. Because states like Texas and other states with um, abortion restrictions do not allow the use of telemedicine for medication abortion. Um, These are not patients that I have cared for um, via telemedicine, but I can tell you what it has looked like, um, you know, uh, for folks who are in Texas trying to seek care. Where people who are seeking care in a moment of need are being turned away by compassionate providers on the ground in Texas who just have their hands tied by these restrictive laws, where people with desired pregnancies who are experiencing pregnancy complications or fetal anomalies are being forced to wait until they are on death's bed to have an abortion to save their life or are not being given the information they need by their pregnancy providers on how to terminate a pregnancy with a fetal anomaly that is not compatible with life for fear of those providers of being accused of aiding and abetting an abortion. Where people who can travel are being forced to travel hundreds or thousands of miles away across state lines to obtain an abortion, oftentimes supported thanks to abortion funds like Access Reproductive Justice. And those who cannot travel, potentially being forced to carry a pregnancy to term, and particularly in Texas, we see this with folks who are undocumented, who are subject to ICE traffic stops and are not able to travel by air. For folks who don't have the money, the sick time, or the childcare to be able to travel those far distances for often multiple days or even weeks. Those who don't have reliable phone or internet service to even know where to start to find where to go or who to reach out to for financial or logistical help. Um, and, and those who don't speak English or have additional language barriers. And particularly also want to draw attention to gender diverse folks who may feel rightfully unsafe in new and unknown spaces where they may be at risk of physical or psychological harm. All of these folks may be forced to carry a pregnancy to term, and that comes with its own consequences as well. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit more about how California has been preparing for this moment. Um, I guess it's a good time to bring in the California Future of Abortion Council. That is a group that's drawing together a coalition of organizations, uh, including Planned Parenthood and uh, both of the organizations that are represented in this conversation right now. So uh, Access Reproductive Justice and also UCSF's Bigsby Center for Global Reproductive Health. Uh, Essentially, 
putting together recommendations for how to secure access to abortions uh, in California once or if uh, Roe v. Wade is overturned. So, uh, Jessica Pinckney, uh, with Access Reproductive Justice, uh, tell us a little bit about what this work has looked like and uh, the recommendations that are coming forward, again, with the California Future of Abortion Council. Sure. So, the California Future of Abortion Council was put together in September at the urging of Governor Newsom and California legislative leadership. And this was in direct response to Texas SB8 going into effect and uh, the anticipated oral arguments in Dobbs v. Jackson um, that the Supreme Court was hearing in uh, December of last year. And the governor and legislative leadership asked advocates to come together and make a series of recommendations to the administration and the legislature for how to improve abortion access in the state of California and truly ensure that California is the reproductive freedom state that we say we are. So over the the course of the fall, uh, we brought together over 100 advocates, both providers, patients, clinics, um, researchers, and other academics. Uh, We brought over 100 folks together um, to discuss the many issues that we thought still needed to be addressed here in the state of California. So there are currently 13 bills that are moving through the California legislature at this moment that are based on direct recommendations from the Future of Abortion Council's report. Uh, And these include a number of things, including legal protections to ensure that we are protecting providers, clinics, patients, and anyone who might help providers, clinics, or patients access care uh, to protect those folks from prosecution or any kind of liabilities. Um, There were a number of recommendations made around the provider workforce in California, ensuring that we have a strong network of folks who can provide abortion care all across the state um, and ensuring that we're expanding that care to include um, midwives and others who are um, trained and able to provide abortion care as needed. Um, There were also recommendations made around uh, ensuring that uh, you know, folks could pay for their abortions. So uh, either adjustments to, to Medi-Cal, which does cover abortion here in the state of California, um, and other uh, insurance-related um, adjustments that could ensure that um, abortion would be covered to the fullest extent. Uh, those recommendations also include a fund specific to uncompensated care for providers who are providing uh, low or no cost abortions to uh, both Californians and those who might be accessing abortion care here in the state. Worried? 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're just going to reintroduce everyone one last time. Once again, this is KCBS In-Depth. I'm Keith Manconi. Today on the program, we're considering how California is preparing for a post-Roe world. Hearing from reporter Lara Cordy, who is the co-author of the Politico California Playbook. Also, just heard a second ago from Jessica Pinckney, the executive director of Access Reproductive Justice, and heard a little bit earlier from Dr. Mai Fleming, a family medicine physician at UCSF's Bigsby Center for Global Reproductive Health. Uh, sticking with you for just another second, uh, Jessica Pinckney, uh, some have raised the concern that with so many people looking to California as a safe haven, as a place where abortions will still be possible, that the providers within California may be overwhelmed by the increase in demand. Uh, what should we expect there? I mean, I think that is why there was legislation introduced to ensure that we're making it possible for anyone who is interested in providing abortion care um, to be able to do that here in the state. I think California is as prepared. So that's part of what all this preparation work has been about. Yes, absolutely. Um, I was going to say, I think that California is certainly prepared, uh, as prepared as possible for this moment, but there is a real likelihood um, that providers in California are going to be overwhelmed. Um, And we're grateful to be working with other progressive states across the country to ensure that we can provide as much support to folks who have to travel as possible. Um, But we really do need uh, much of the legislation that that we're advocating for in this moment to be enacted and to be enacted quickly so that we can um, make the proper investments necessary to ensure that there are enough providers and that they're able to to reach into rural parts of the state, um, that they're culturally competent and and able to provide um, a wide array of support uh, to to patients who are going to really have um, a lot of uh, of needs and as it relates to support when having to travel such great distances to access their care. Yeah. And I I think what some of that answer points to is some of the barriers to care that exist even for Californians living in California right now. And uh, Dr. Mai Fleming, I was hoping you could highlight some of those as well. It's not necessarily the case for every Californian in every situation that it is uh, easy to access an abortion at this moment, correct? Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, a lot of the barriers that we are currently facing are 
um, are what informed a lot of the requests of the California Future of Abortion Care Alliance and of the, the bills that are now coming through, hoping to address some of these barriers. And many of these things my colleague Jessica has already pointed to. So, you know, financial and geographic barriers that there are 40% of counties in California that have no abortion provider currently. And particularly in rural areas of the state, this means that um, a, a, the, your nearest abortion provider can sometimes be hours away. Um, while currently Medi-Cal can be used to cover the cost of, of abortion care in California, the reimbursement rates, you know, from a pro- provider perspective, don't absolutely make up for the cost of the abortion in many cases. Um, and while folks can use their Medi-Cal across county lines, so if a person does have to travel you know, multiple hours away to um, receive their abortion care in a different county, um, they are able to use their Medi-Cal across county lines, but the logistics of, of how a provider gets reimbursed for this is actually pretty difficult to navigate. I have a colleague of mine in private practice who had to wait two months and with many bureaucratic hurdles to get reimbursed for a single abortion that happened across county lines in her private practice. Um, so we do have a ways to go. And as as we've already alluded to, abortion care costs go well beyond what's covered by insurance. So um, travel expenses, potential need for lodge, lodging, uh, child care, time off work, lost wages, um, all of those considerations absolutely add up for folks. And these these geographic and financial barriers and particularly um, in particular impact low-income folks and families, communities of color, communities with in- limited English language proficiency, folks who are undocumented, and those with disabilities. It can be um, really, really difficult for folks who are just trying to make ends meet um, to surmount um, the stacking costs and barriers. All right. Well, uh, we only have a few minutes left in the program, and I do want to give a chance for our other two guests to give their closing thoughts. So turning things over first to reporter Lara Cordy, once again with Politico. Uh, you know, as we were discussing at the top, of course, uh, California's top Democrats have already staked out a firm political stand on this issue. How do you see this playing in the months ahead? Uh, we, of course, have the primaries coming up pretty soon. After that, not too much later, we have the midterms as well. So political stakes are pretty high this year. How do you see this all adding together? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to be too flip here because this is going to have a significant impact if Roe is indeed overturned in the final ruling. But the impact to California is going to be much smaller than other states. And even on the political side, I mean, Democrats are not really in danger of losing power here. There's a supermajority in the legislature. They don't have to rely on Republicans to really do anything. But politics-wise, California really sees itself as the kind of leader of Democrats across the country. And so when these things happen, when there are big national cultural debates going on, Californians really like to step up and really like to, you know, voice their opinions. This could have some impact in some of the the races that we are seeing happening in November. There are some uh, congressional seats that 
could be flipped that are already in purple districts. So you could definitely see it in, in the coming months, the Democrats hitting their Republican opponents over the head for this, for not being more fierce defenders of abortion rights. But statewide, this is not really going to matter in any races. I think it's certainly something that you'll see Democrats hitting on. But like I said, Democrats already enjoy a really solid base of power. A Republican hasn't won statewide since 2006. Um, Democrats weren't really in danger of, of losing a lot of political power before. And although this is going to be a messaging point, I don't think it's going to change the outcomes in November. And we will give the closing thought to Jessica Pinckney, Executive Director of Access Reproductive Justice. Uh, we've already discussed a lot of different ways that California advocates uh, have been mobilizing to meet this moment. Uh, but now that this draft opinion is out there and uh, the possibility of Roe being overturned seems likelier than ever, seems sooner than ever, how are you hoping California will internalize this new reality? What sort of a response are you hoping for from here? Yeah, I think the the main thing that I would like to highlight is that um, this is an alarming moment. There's no doubt about it. Um, but this is not a moment that has come out of nowhere. Unfortunately, we have been anticipating uh, the the significant erosion of abortion access in this country. And I just want to be really clear that there is a network of abortion funds, over 80 across the country, who have been helping people for decades access the support they need uh, in order to have the abortions that they want, need, desire. Um, and we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere in this moment. And we're here uh, and unfortunately ready to rise to this occasion. Um, and the last thing I would say is California is stepping up in this moment because there is no other choice or option for us. Um, but folks do deserve the right to have their abortions in their homes, in their communities, in their states. And so what we are doing in California is truly mutual aid at its core. Um, but I don't think it is the long-term solution. Um, it is absolutely unfair and cruel that we are going to make people travel great distances to access basic health care. And it's, it's frankly unacceptable. Um, and so I hope that as we prepare for this moment, folks will also consider what is necessary as we think about how we rebuild towards a future where abortion is accessible in every corner of this country. All right. And we are going to let that point close out our conversation on this landmark week. Uh, thanking our guests now for sharing their insights. First up, we heard from today reporter Laura Cordy, who is the co-author of the Politico California Playbook. Laura Cordy, thanks so much. Thanks, Keith. And thank you as well, Jessica Pinckney, Executive Director of Access Reproductive Justice. Jessica Pinckney, thanks to you too. Thank you so much for having me. And finally, thank you to Dr. Mai Fleming, a family medicine physician at UCSF's Bigsby Center for Global Reproductive Health. Dr. Mai Fleming, good to have you. Thanks so much. And thank you all for listening. For KCBS and In-Depth, I'm Keith Manconi. Stay safe, be well. We'll see you next week. 
You've been listening to KCBS In-Depth. Get every episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Visit kcbsradio.com for more news and interviews. We are the Bay Area's news station, KCBS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 